Welcome to Hope Talks Podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. We would love your feedback and invite you to take a short, anonymous survey. You can find the link to the survey in the show notes. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. Thanks for tuning in. And today's broadcast is part two of a two-part testimony that we did with Skip and Carol Tobin. And if you missed part one from last Sunday, you can find that on our website, cotnaz.org. Click Watch Listen, then click Hope Talks. It played on March 19th. We pray that today's broadcast will be a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. We left in 1989 and um, basically came back in 2009. Yeah. So you haven't been back that long. It's been a dozen years, 13 years. Yeah, yeah that's 2009. Yeah. And a good number of those years, you know, connecting with VM missions mm-hmm. and, um, and continuing to serve in sort of in other ways. Mm-hmm. So you had two more children while you were there? We did. How many of them are still there? Our second daughter, Bethany, is there. And actually, she and her husband are working with the church that emerged through our ministry there. And um, they're working with a team which is led by the son of a man that we saw come to faith. So it's just second generational in both ways. Um, And they are support people. They're not... um, they're, they're just supporting that initiative at the request of the church, mm. um, which is really lovely. <laughs> so yeah. um, it doesn't get much better than that. And then yeah. our oldest daughter is, you know, in Bangladesh since 2004 when she graduated from EMU. And, um, uh, yeah, she and her husband who grew up there, um, you know, are in a very strategic ministry position there having incredible amount of influence and opportunity (laughs) so yeah it doesn't really get much better and then that's not to mention you know the daughters that are here are also serving the lord in their own ways so it's not like we're putting we don't want to put the missionaries on the pedestal because um each one is developing in a different way and and experiencing their call in a different way uh, that's right. And, and, you know, we have these six beautiful daughters, and uh, we love them. We're proud of them. And now we have six son-in-laws, and that's really, they get along with one another really well, and their lives really sparkle. And we have 11 grandchildren, and probably, well, there's none coming yet, but hey. Maybe uh, more. It sounds like it. Yeah, so um, we do these family um, vacation times. We did one. June last year, and yeah, it was a, it was a good time. It was a great time, and my son, who um, who I told you about, you know, mm-hmm. what a difficult, um, yeah, I, he's in the mix too, and uh, God's at work in his life. Wow. Yeah, and his girlfriend's life too, you know. <laughs> There's no end to the good. Yeah, it, uh, the work of God is not done in our life or in our family, mm-hmm. but there is a. But I have a whole lot more hope. And, um, yeah, the sense that, um, yeah, I'm looking to see the work of God and my family. 
it's been long range, you know. Some of these things don't get fixed in a weekend, but um, you know, over the long haul of it, there, there's market, there's change. Uh, the Lord isn't done with us. That's right. And our 90 year old parents praying for us. Who knows what yeah. can happen? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and we're still we're still missionaries. Like that doesn't stop when an assignment stops. Exactly. That's right. I, it, it just that's who stop. you are. That's right. It and, is. It's it's who because it's who God is. We, right. we, 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 we know who God is. God is on mission, and his, God is reaching out to us in our broken state. God cares. And we, um, yeah, we, we can invite more of God's presence when we put God first instead of ourselves. What sounds easy, but honestly, it's still hard for me to put God first. I can always be twisted in thinking about myself and my agenda. And, you know, that does not attract the Spirit of God. If I'm going to be selfish and thinking about myself, who's it going to attract anyway? That's right. It's not very attractive. But if we can put the Lord first, the one we're thinking about Easter because it's coming up, you know, and what the Lord has done for us. You know, the Lord Jesus shows us who the Father is in his kind and loving way and giving up himself on his death on the cross. He shows what love's all about. And he shows himself more powerful than death, than evil, than hell and the powers of evil that we see all around us by rising from the dead. We still believe in the gospel, and that good news is for us still today, and good news for our friends. We're seeing friends change. It's crazy to see our friends change. We're seeing our own lives change. We still have hope after these many years. Yeah, As long as there's breath, there's hope. <laughs> That's yeah. right. You know, as long as we're breathing, there's hope for our situations. And, and I think that's what we need to hear so easy to um, to look around us yeah. instead of looking up to God and I believe that there's a reason the Israelites were called stiff-necked people <laughs> it got them in captivity yeah. you know, right and wow. so I have to think about that in my own life and, you know surrendering to God is not a one-time thing it's a daily it's a lifestyle of That's surrender right. it's a relationship and in our selfishness, sometimes we think we don't need anybody else, but we need the Lord to live a surrendered life and a life that is going to bring glory to Him and not ourselves. Exactly. That's right. Before we, when we first were going out to Thailand, um, I can remember, you know, probably feeling like, all right, I'm giving a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, God, I'm going to do this for you. <laughs> I'm going to do this for you. But, you know, when we say that, we're thinking about ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Our focus is on ourselves. Look at all I can do. And um, I, I, the Lord just really stopped me in my tracks and just said, this is going to be good for you. And being good for me, but because, but it was God's agenda. Like it was God yes. that was doing the good, mm-hmm. not me doing the it's God doing the good for me. You thought me. you were taking him over there, and I, you got yeah. there. Right. Already I mean, there, right? So, sure. so it's like so many times we think, I think like, oh, like, how are you leading me? What are you, you know? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? If we could just simply look at what God's doing, mm-hmm. I, because he's he's doing things. He is doing. He's things. doing things, yeah. and and there's things that we can join in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And rather than thinking about ourselves and where's my little piece. If we think about God, there's a whole lot more to think about. And there's a whole lot more to notice. (laughs) And there's a whole lot more potential. Mm -hmm. 
And we can trust the fact that the Holy Spirit will be there doing those things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's a lot more freedom, yes. a lot more possibility. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, when we're not in control of our life, <laughs> and we're not in the driver's seat, right? Right. Yeah. But if we allow right. God to take his rightful place in our life, yeah. then we can look to him and trust him with the next move, and we don't have to figure it out. Right? Yeah, thanks yeah. a we're lot. Not, we don't need to micromanage right. because we're on a bigger agenda. <laughs> yes. That's so true. Skip, uh, you mentioned uh, Virginia Mennonite Missions. Talk about how uh, you got, how you all got connected with them. Sure. So Carol and I came back from Thailand. It was thirteen years ago, or is it, well, well, coming up to fourteen years. Started in two thousand and two when you were here for a couple of years. Yeah, but we came back. You can tell about that, and but I'm just saying we came back. We didn't have a job. And we really didn't know what we were doing. And I, I, I didn't really think of myself as a pastor. No offense, Pastor Margaret, we appreciate you. <laughs> but different people, and you have a job that fits, you know, and I think that I can relate to that. But being, I don't know, I'm once a missionary, always a missionary. So I didn't have a job and didn't know what was going on. But via missions, they offered us an uh, opportunity to serve. And we had been working with them. And really... Um, yeah, they just they they took us under their wing from the very beginning. I suspect it was only that first month that we were already we had a job, but we didn't even know exactly what the job description was. They took us under their wing and opened opportunities and um, yeah, made us associates without having to nail down what the situation was. But later, I had an opportunity. Uh, I had an offer to be engaged in local mission, to be engaged in in ministry here in in the U.S. really locally. And that, that was something I really wanted. You see, when I was overseas, I felt like I needed, um, I didn't want to be traveling around. We, we love to travel, but we rattled around an awful lot. And I missed the, the connection that I could have with people on a regular basis. I wanted my life to be around, around this, up connecting with God, in with God's people and out in mission. And I didn't want to be wearing myself out. So, And I wanted to have people I could be accountable to. So that really came about as I began to be, had opportunity to serve locally. And now what I do is get behind people who are doing ministry locally. And that's been a lot of fun for me. Um, and I, it's been maybe a dozen years almost, uh, which I've been doing that. And the folks I connect with are, they're a lot of fun. There's so much joy in me being with them. And um, they're very encouraging. I get to be encouraging to them. I work as a coach, which doesn't mean I tell them what to do, but my hope is that they'll know what God wants them to do, mm-hmm. and that I could be involved in that mix, listening to them, hopefully asking the right question, being a support for them. Um, Discipling. I do, yeah. It's been a, it's particularly in the new steps, because being disciples is a long lifetime project yes. for some of us. Um, so, yeah, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. It's been a joy working with VM Missions. They, um, it's been a lot of fun. Because um, we are engaged in local renewal, it is, you know, we just say via missions, uh, we, there's a Mennonite connection, a historic Mennonite connection, but we get to partner with churches here locally that are not Mennonite. A variety of Mennonite churches certainly is a historic connection with Virginia Mennonite Conference, but a lot of our partners these days are not Mennonite. And we have, um, yeah, we do things together. There's mm-hmm. three or four churches, there's, well, there's more than that, that we have legitimate partnerships 
even mm-hmm. with you, Pastor Margaret, there's partnerships that we have, and uh, it makes it a whole lot more fun, you know. Oh, yeah, it does, for sure. That we're doing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a friend that is at Duck, at yeah. Divine Unity, and yeah. up two, actually, two friends from there that are in the process, you know, of, of being missionaries in this community to college campuses and yeah. different different areas. And that was the first time that I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, you go to Duck via missions. Like, how does that work? Yeah. Like, what is the partnership? And it took me a little bit to figure out that it's not about the Mennonite Church. It's about missions. Yeah. And it is about the Mennonite <laughs> Church, but it's it's bigger even yeah, than absolutely. that. It's Yeah, it is. I'm excited about them being on campus. They're really able people. And our campuses can need, need more of Jesus. And we think the Lord is showing up on campuses these well, days. Well, I tell you, some beautiful people. <laughs> yeah. there are, God yeah. is doing yeah. some amazing works amazing and stuff. Uh, in the lives of young men and women. Yeah, it's exciting. And, and, you know, we can look around at the world and we can go, wow, what is happening? That's but right. it's where you look, right? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of brokenness to see, and we don't turn our eyes away from the brokenness. Jesus looks at the brokenness and has compassion on, yeah. on us who are like sheep without a shepherd. That's right. But he is the good shepherd. He's our shepherd. Yeah. He's calling, just as Isaiah heard, who will go for us. Yeah. You all heard that. I've heard that. Grayson's heard that. It looks different in our lives. Yeah. But we've all heard it, and we've answered. And it's continuing to happen. God's people there is a move that's happening, and he's preparing us for what's next. That's right. I believe there is a move. There is movement, and our prayers with so many people are for our valley, mm. and that God would move in our valley, and that God would uh, receive back for all the blessing and good that God has poured out on our valley. Mm. Like we, This valley has a long history of good things happening and connection with God. It's a, there's the powerful resources there's a blessing of agriculture here. There's so much good. Mm-hmm. And so many wonderful people, too. But we want to see lives laid down. We want to see lives as the gift back to God for all that God has given. Yes. We want to give our lives, and we want new lives to be given to God. And we want the resources of people to be given back to God. Because if we just take them and live selfishly, we'll ruin us and ruin our children. And we, there's got to be an end to that. We want our lives and our children's lives and our children's children to be serving the Lord. That's what we want. And that's what we've experienced. We're believing for our grandchildren now. We've seen our kids and their spouses, but we want to see godly grandchildren. And we would want everyone who hears us today to be asking for God's visitation. Because remember, God will come where God's asked to come and where we're really looking for God and God's goodwill the Lord will visit us. And wherever the Lord comes, there's so much good. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus says, he says, the Kairos moment, the time has come, the kingdom is near. Change or repent and believe the good news. When the good news, when the kingdom comes, when the rule of God comes, then we can change. We can adjust ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can realign ourselves and get in touch with the good that God is doing. And that brings life and healing to us. We need more of it, more life, more healing. One thing that's happening is perspectives, and I hope Carol gets to talk about it, because it's an opportunity for people to give their lives. Yeah, and so both of these initiatives that you all are a part of, what you've given your life to, and giving your life to at the moment, they're, and 
maybe we can talk about it a little bit, but after we can hear a little bit about perspectives. But this is coming outside the walls of our church to be the church. That's right. Um, so tell us a little bit about, uh, well, I'm coordinating a Perspectives on the World Christian Movement course. And tell us a little bit about that course for someone it, who's okay, never heard of never it. Never heard about it. Well, the history is this, that back in the 70s, I mean, we're talking almost mm-hmm. 50 years ago, there was an Urbana. In 1970, uh, 8% of the people present. This is a big mission conference mobilizing mm-hmm. college students, giving them a view of opportunities for service and mission. Mm-hmm. 8% of the people present um, went forward. That was usually higher than that. That was a low year. Mm. 1973, 28%. Oh, wow. It was just an, you know, young people were being called. They were giving their lives. They were ready to be mobilized. Mm-hmm. And um, just at that time, Ralph Winter at the U.S. Center for World Mission, went like, we've got to prepare them. We've got to cast vision, help them have vision. And so he was putting together insights from, you know, to express this strategic priority of unreached people mm-hmm. groups mm-hmm. Um, as this is where the need is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this huge number of people who are not going to be reached by traditional missions. They need, these are groups that have no church and they're going to need an example of church in their own culture for God to be at work. And mm-hmm. it's not just going to jump from one to the other. Yeah. So this is the strategic priority. And um, so they began to put together these lessons, and it eventually came to be called the Perspectives on the World Christian Movement Course. So their idea is it's a mobilization tool, um, casting vision for mission in this way. And um, it's not a, you know, they don't have their own program. (laughs) Um, It's not a training course, but it's a tool that has wide endorsement from many different um, churches mm-hmm. and, and mission ag- many mission agencies, if you apply, they're going to say, have you taken perspectives? Mm-hmm. Because it provides sort of like the baseline of understanding mm-hmm. about how God has you know, been moving from, it establishes the scriptural, the historic, cultural, mm-hmm. strategic um, perspectives mm-hmm. on engagement and mission. So... We found it very helpful in our lives, and um, every time, you know, if you ask people who are missionaries, like, why are you here? They're going like, I took perspectives. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, so this year, we had done it, oh goodness, it had started in 2008, there was a course, 2009, 2010. You know, when you do it in a community, you start to run through the people that are interested. So our enrollments were getting smaller. And um, so we finally thought, well, let's do it again in 2020. And, of course, that was COVID, Mm -hmm. so it didn't happen then. Um, But here, 2023, we decided to go for it again Mm -hmm. and started praying about it last January. And thought maybe we can target for 35 people um some on the team were going like no let's just let's let's go for 70 well our enrollment is like close to 80 that's amazing and we're just packed into the room and we have god i mean people when people started pouring in that first (laughs) night 
we were just looking at each other like, God what surprised is going you again. on? God answered our <laughs> prayers. And there has been so much excitement in the room um, with a sense that, yeah, this feels timely for a lot of people. There's just this huge amount of appreciation and, and a sense that, you know, what we're learning is dovetailing exactly with things that people are grappling with right here locally. Um, yeah. People come. And, just beyond the students show yeah. up and it's open and yeah. um, there's always yeah there's a there's a power of working together in that group how many churches well, are we have in our in our coordinating team we're all from different churches mm-hmm. that's wonderful so uh, and there's I mean I can just think off the top of my head there's at least 15 different congregations represented there and we're working together um, <laughs> And, or the gospel, and yeah, and this yeah. is this is the this is the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I just look out at that, and I see these people praying together and talking together and, and asking these questions and grappling with the issues, and it just gives There's me so much. It gives me so much pleasure just mm-hmm. to just I to can look see at on it, your face. Just to look at it. <laughs> it's fun. Um, like wow, these people showed and up. There's, yeah, there's yeah. hunger. There's hunger for um, and stories. And people are getting inspired. There are stories of deliverance. There are stories of healing. There are stories, week after week, we're hearing like, that is a story. So the testimonies continue to ring out. Mm-hmm. Cool stories. Yeah. But you'd have to get some more people in here to tell oh, them. Oh, yeah. If you we'll want some names. We'll have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, because, because what God working. wants to do here in the valley and through the resources in the valley is so much greater than any one church can mm-hmm. handle. And really, it makes the Spirit of God very, very happy. When we're working together, yeah, and it releases the spirit of God to do things. That's right. Um, I, I mean, just yesterday, I I met somebody in Food Line who was excitedly um, reminding me that she's had a connection with a certain group of people in this community who were refugees for over fifteen years, begun by her Mennonite church. Well, since then. Covenant Press has been significantly involved. And then since then, um, Faith Community and First Presbyterian have been significantly involved. And then people from our perspectives class are, you know, from all different churches are getting involved. Why? Because God cares for this That's this right. group of people. That's God right. cares for this community. And they are being inundated. They're being surrounded by not one church, but by a whole community Coming and doing their part, and something's gonna, yeah, something's gonna break. Something's gonna happen mm-hmm. because it's all—it's just a setup mm-hmm. that you can see it's God doing. So amazing to watch that happen. Yeah, you can't make that stuff up. You can't no, make can't it. Make you it can't make it up. And I just feel like God's bringing it to my attention. Like, why should I meet this gal in Food Lion and have her tell me this bit of a story? Because I'm already, I'm thinking about it, but I didn't have that piece. Yeah. So That's crazy. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it may be that God is doing things with unlikely people. And the breakout, <laughs> the breakout in the world, the breakout in our world, in, in college areas, is like, you know, colleges can be difficult areas. Mm-hmm. But God wants to break out there. And in the immigrant community locally, it can be a sad place and many difficulties. But there's where God wants to break out. Friends started a Bible study at JMU. What, last week was their first one? Lots of people packed in there. Open doors to have space. People coming out of the woodwork. And a sense of God's presence. Mm-hmm. 
and a reminder that God wants to pour out his good spirit on immigrants. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Is that possible? It's possible. So oh, God absolutely. is wanting to be, we believe God wants to begin there, and we have seen signs of it. God's also beginning with folks who are struggling with addictions mm-hmm. and coming out of jail. Yes. Like, we would think that would not be the place. It's not a likely place. It's a broken place and a sad place, but there is just where God wants to work. What a fun thing to see see our lives change. And, and you know, I wasn't incarcerated, but I was always looking over my shoulder. So I yeah. get it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, God's wanting to work in our lives, mm-hmm. in the lives of broken people. And, like, these are unlikely places where we're experiencing and seeing things happen. And they're fresh, there's fresh stories of God's footprints. We want to see where God's working. Where is God? We cry out sometimes. Sometimes we're hurting. But there are signs of God at work. Mm-hmm. And, and that, it's worthwhile for us to take note. Well, where is God working? How, how will you work in my life, Lord? It's yeah. a personal <laughs> revival. It starts in the heart, right? It starts in our own heart. Exactly. Um, and we want to see something somewhere else. But if we're not willing to give him the acreage that we have, yeah. <laughs> you know, the fertile soil. If this isn't fertile soil, if our heart isn't, that's um, right. That's where he wants to work because he's a relational God. He's personal. And unlikely places, too, if we give him a space. <laughs> For sure. Very unlikely places. <laughs> In the Bible, he says it, it's not the healthy that need a doctor, it's the sick. You're so, got it. Uh, maybe it's more likely than we, we know. Um, I think you're on to it. <laughs> and Skip, uh, thank you for joining us today on Hope Talks and uh, just anything in closing that either of you would like to share. Oh, I mean, I'll just put in another little little raise the flag of perspectives yes, please. and say that um, you know, we're offering it this spring. It's a, it's a 15 week, it's a big commitment. Mm-hmm. It's a three hour class on a weekday night mm-hmm. for 15 weeks. Um, people could show up now, people, couldn't they? Well, they can, they can visit, yeah. Take a they look. can visit. It's at Faith Community Church at, from 6 to 9 on Tuesday nights. Okay. Um, but we'll offer it again. I mean, the team is, is raring to go. So keep your eyes out for perspectives to be um, where available can, again. Where, where can people get information? How can perspectives. they? Perspectives.org. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's a map. They can find our specific class okay. um, through that website. And, uh, yeah, it's really unique because there's 15 different instructors that are brought in, um, and, and it keeps it keeps it really lively because it's like, who's going to be the speaker this week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then as the coordinator, you kind of have to keep all the threads together. Oh, wow, no, yeah. I understand so, that, yes. So. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, for those, it... it um, Tagline is says it ruins you for the ordinary, mm-hmm. and uh, that does prove to be true. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Skip? Well, join uh, join us in praying for our valley. Mm-hmm. Let's ask God to visit us here. Mm-hmm. We want to see Your presence, God, come in greater yes. power here in the Shenandoah Valley. Mm-hmm. We need You in our churches and outside. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is. We're asking God to release a chaplain for our jail, the Rockingham Harrisonburg Regional Jail Chaplain. We have a friend named Baker Rigg who needs support, and we could see him supported. If you want to give 
to uh, see a chaplain in the jail, it would be a great place because um, it's a hurting place, and Chaplain Baker brings life and a blessing into that place. So that's yeah. He's already he's already having stories of. We got to hear a little bit um, last Friday. Just it's a great some, story. Yeah, huh? a great story of how God is already using him in multiple um, people's lives within the jail that are incarcerated. And um, if you remember, um, we just heard from Baker here on yeah. Hope Talks a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, God is using him um, in a mighty way. Just yeah. someone who has said yes mm-hmm. to the mission yeah. and. I would love to see some folks supporting him that maybe haven't thought about that's something they could do. And, you know, you were talking about we'll save all our money and, you know, for our kids. (laughs) And it made me think about the early church and how they sold everything they had. And um, God really blessed that. And uh, I think that he, he desires, I know he desires, not just I think. I know that he desires that that we would be about the mission, yeah, um, the great commission to go um, to make disciples um, of all nations, and all nations have come to us. So that's true. Yeah. We don't have to go very far to do that anymore, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, Skip and Carol, thank you for joining us for today's broadcast of Hope Talks. It's been great to have both of you. It's fun to be with you. Well, thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. We pray that as we've spoke with Skip and Carol Tobin today, that it truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area. We invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.